You're listening to a Better Mousetrap podcast. I'm your host, Marcos Dinnerstein. Every week, I bring you an important player in New York City's tech scene, and maybe as important, I also shine a light on the newest players. What each of them does matters. And I am here today with Wanchong Terry Choi, junior partner, investment principal at 13 Ventures, an alternative investment firm. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you. Sure. My pleasure. And so, um, yeah, let's learn all about you. Let's uh, uh, talk about your early life. Uh, you're Korean, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, were, were your parents business people? Um, yeah, so my father actually um, uh, is very entrepreneur person. Mm-hmm. So he had, uh, from what I know, is about five, six different businesses that he has founded, but now running only one or two businesses. Um, so I have seen uh, a lot of business you know, going fast and uh, come back again like, during my uh, childhood back in Korea. My mother was full supporter of my father, so he was, uh, she was helping him um, for many things, especially during the early days of his now the biggest business that he has um, in Korea. And what kind of business is that? So it is very interesting because not many people knows about this kind of stuff, which is funeral industry. Uh-huh. So he's deep in funeral industry. He doesn't. His company is not really doing services per se, but it's more of a manufacturing, importing, exporting, um, funeral-related goods. Uh-huh. Um, it is it is considered to be uh, more of an underdog in a sense, but I consider it as very alternative but awesome business. Well, they will never lack for customers. Yes, well, that's uh, very unfortunate to say, but... Well, it's not even unfortunate, it's just a fact of life. Mm-hmm. It's part of our life cycle. Yeah. So he was his main envision, like a vision for his business life was more of a building a a platform for the human life. So from birth to death. Mm-hmm. So he because he was now he had like an empire like in, in terms of a death industry. Uh, he entered a birth um, back in twenty actually thirteen fourteen when I started with him actually. Mm-hmm. Um, that was more of a nurturing house and related to baby, baby hospital, mm-hmm. uh, mother's hospital, a specialized hospital, really. Right. And that was well, that was working well, but um, why not really focus on the um, death industry only? And he turned into more of a, a growing his uh, original business. So he, I helped him to, actually it's very interesting case, but um, his direct competitor was in district... Uh, status, like, uh, and he's there. Was it there? Uh, a treasurer, basically CFO per se, um, visited us. Say, uh, why why don't you buy us out? Uh huh. Yeah, because they were distressed and they yeah. needed they needed well, cash. We, we say they are distressed. We didn't know about. Oh, it. oh, okay. It was just a, 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 a an unsolicited offer. 
No, let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk our. About it. Yeah, but it was it was very interesting uh, situation because we never had that kind of offer. Um, so I was at the time I was in the freshman year in Fordham, but I was very interested in financing anyway. So I I helped my father to back in Korea. I helped him to you know go 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 through all this inventory they had, their facilities, and their uh, basically books, um, and ended up actually purchasing them, acquiring them. Uh, now uh, the company size is like three, like actually three point five times bigger now uh-huh. uh, within five years. Nice. So that's awesome. That's fun. Um, so that was like uh, my first great experience in this uh, industry, and I was astonished about it. I really loved it. And uh, I, I'm going to talk about maybe later, but uh, that leads to my career here in Nurture Investments. Mm-hmm. Terrific. So uh, you uh, came to the U.S. when you were 16. Uh, talk about that. What was uh, what was that like? Mm-hmm. Why, did, why did you come here? Uh, yeah, so before... I came to U.S. to study. I didn't really have a big, you know, a dream or a goal per se. Um, no, there is no really a big reason to come to U.S. Um, I just wanted to. I always have this personal characteristic to be different than others. I always wanted to do something different, like something alternative, something special. <laughs> so I, I. Um, I asked my father and my mother, basically, uh, can you like support me to be in the U.S. and studying? And they were fully supportive uh, in that. And yeah, voila, I'm here in the U.S. <laughs> so what was it like when you first came here? Uh, how uh, Did you have much English? Uh, or? No, actually, I, my English was really bad. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I was barely speaking, but I, I, I studied hard. I didn't start beforehand. I started pretty hard in, in the U.S. Sure. in high school, and actually, I got I got the um since since then I got all the honors even in the first year, um, like I didn't know any English, but after one year I was almost fully understanding the whole lectures, so that was great. I hard I worked really hard during the first year, and that led me to um, um a more entertaining high school years and uh, toward the end. As I um, perform more of arts, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, than academia. Well, yeah. of course, I did academia. Sure, at the same time. At yes. the same time, but yeah. I wanted to try something new. So, what, so what did you do? I know we, we discussed this uh, mm-hmm. uh, ahead of this recorded interview, but uh, you know, for our audience, what, what kind of uh, stuff did you do? Sure. So um, beforehand, to talk about it, I, like in Korea, like performing art. It has not been as you know um, um, uh, supported as uh, U.S. did. Well, my high school did. So I was in a very encouraging environment in high school, and there were a lot of uh, uh, clubs like um, jazz club, uh, our orchestra. Um, we call it singers, uh, chorus, and all this musical stuff. And I. I, I love to sing, it's you know Korean thing I guess, uh, mm-hmm. and um, this uh, the chorus uh, instructor he he liked my voice, so right, why don't you shoot for the chorus? All right, I'll do it. And from there on, I that that was when my uh, musical journey per se in high school began. So um, I was in chorus, and then I progressed to uh, uh, 
the singers, which is selected people of 10 or less uh -huh. among them, um, to perform out, um, outside of the U.S. and uh, throughout the nation. So I was there. Um, I was a uh, tenor. <laughs> uh -huh. um, it's a, 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 very, a, a very desirable singing part. There aren't enough tenors in, in almost any group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And I, I, wanted, I, I liked the guitar beforehand, so all right, let's try uh, guitar. So I, I was in a jazz, jazz band, um, started my guitar lesson, and became the lead guitar there. And later on, um, of course, jazz instructor also told me, uh, let's, let's try out for singing. All right, let's try out singing for jazz. So I was a singer there as well. So it was, it was very fascinating. Um, and that led to uh, um, two, two leads in a musical as well uh -huh. in high school, um, all because of singing. What, what musicals were they? So one was um, Sound of Music. Uh -huh. The second one was um, the Hairspray. Okay. Yeah, both were very fun. Yeah, um, yeah. Hairspray, I was... Now I forgot all the names. Forget the character's name. Yeah. yeah um, Link. I, I was Link. Okay, I don't know the musicals. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the... Um, uh, uh, sound of music was uh, I was Rolf, which was more of a um, boyfriend. Right, right, yeah. right. Yes, I remember. First of all, sure. So it was fun. Yeah, it sounds great. Mm -hmm. So, do do you have siblings, brothers, sisters? Yeah, I do have a uh, one older brother. Um, mm -hmm. Five years gap. He he actually well he actually studied one year in the U.S. for his English. Um, five, six years ago, I believe. But he mainly stayed in the, uh, Korea. So he, he was, he's more of a Korean than me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't consider myself a Korean, Korean. Now you're internationalized. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but he has that American mind that um, I, I always fond of talking to him. Um, we have a lot of good conversation, um, even if we have some age gap, I guess. Mm -hmm. We, we always discuss, we always talk about some political stuff, you know, economical stuff. It's, it's very fun. Um, he now runs my father's business, the, the uh, funeral, funeral service business. And he also uh, is running his own coffee brand in Korea, uh, which I actually helped to uh, establish as well. Terrific. So you began a, a lots of practice as yeah. you... As you developed mm -hmm. so my family I think has been preparing me a lot for example the M&A deal that I like this sure. year's M&A deal uh, was possible because my father was there of course yes. and this uh, found finding new brand and building a new brand um, for me it was a great experience and that was possible because of my brother um, and all those like studying here as well supported by my family so I think that my family background has been the most supportive and distinctive advantage that I had that led to me here. No, it sounds it sounds great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so tell me about uh, Fordham Gabelli School of Business. What was that like? Was that was that a uh, mm -hmm. ultimately uh, good experience? Do you feel like it, it mm -hmm. helped pre prepare you further mm -hmm. for uh, a life in business? Yeah, I mean Gabelli is. An excellent school for sure. Um, not many people actually knows about Gabelli in New York, um, but uh, it is very fascinating that uh, the undergrad offers a alternative investment 
um, study. I was actually surprised to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that was that. That was not long ago. Uh, I think that was initiated three, four years, or three years before uh, my freshman year. I think. Um, so it was very new as well. They wanted to test it out, and there were uh, great teachers, professors um, uh, who who taught those classes. For example, um, uh, Mirabile, Kevin Mirabile is is the head of Artean Investment at Fordham, and he he's the one who led me to the Artean Investment field. In a sense, he liked me. I liked him. Uh, I like I, I took five different classes of his, um, and it was it was great. I took hedge fund that he was doing. I in the end I did exotic artean investment uh, field that he was researching also. What's an uh, an exotic alternative investment? So it involves anything that's not considered to be like uh, typical in the market, such as you know typical say. Um, venture capital, private equity, real estate is kind of typical. Would investment. investing in art? Yeah, for be, example, be, uh, invest in exotic. art, invest in a litigation fund. Oh, yes, uh, I've heard about that. Life settlement. Um, what else? I, I, I personally researched uh, more uh, exotic woods um, and uranium, actually, investment. U- uranium? Yeah, uranium wow. investment. There was an old legal thing has been happened. There was a great opportunity to invest. Um, and basically we were structuring our own deal too so our last research paper was about alright what will be the next thing let's recommend it so I was construct, constructing more of a um, uh, com- combination of like the, because I was uh, my father was in uh, is in uh, a death industry alright why not uh, offer something or turn investment in death industry because it's fascinating it will never go down sure it will, it will actually it has been in human history for thousands of years it will never go away alright what can be the alternative on that so I did uh, com- combining life sediment um, what else uh, life sediment and uh, there is a there is a like ETF that's related to ETF is exchange exchange traded fund. Mm-hmm. Just for our audience, <laughs> related to the medical or healthcare, like life sciences. Um, so basically, hedging gains whether uh, people well, sorry to say it, but die more and die less. So hedging against those kind of risk. So it was it was very fascinating experience. I think that really uh, changed my uh, mindset and skill set to be in now in thirteen. Yeah, yeah, this is fabulous. And who else was influential in your college studies? Mm-hmm. So, beside Kevin, um, Michael Gatto, who is uh, the senior partner at the Civil Point Capital, um, was my professor at Fordham. Uh, he's also a professor now in Columbia Business School at St. Time Gabelli. Um, so, his class was very, very interesting. And what, what was that of course? So the course, na- uh, the course was about um, a district that uh, credit uh, analysis and special situations, where he shared his own experience in special situations like you know, a deep default company, defaulting company, how to how to restructure the company, how to help the company and the labor force to, to have the win-win um, uh, in ending because companies go distressed. Um, for some unfortunate event, 
Um, so, so I was very fascinated about it. Of course, given my personal background, I guess this special thing phrased me about. Um, and he also the, was the one who taught actually everything about finance analysis. Just one that one class. So not only the class and himself um, opened my eye to the art investment, but also to uh, to how to analyze the company from top to bottom, like very detailed stuff. So yeah, I think my God, I always go to his annual conference, like this year's conference happening in the U uh, in the city, and yeah, he's an amazing guy, and I I should say he's the one of the most influential person that I had in my life. Always good to remember remember those people. Mm -hmm. So what do you what do you do at Thirteen Ventures on a, on a, on a day to day basis? Now Thirteen Ventures uh, for our audience it was founded by Katya Doroshkina, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly after all these years, and Diego Berrio. Uh, uh, Katya was uh, one of the founders of Starta Ventures and Starta Accelerator, and Diego was one of the founders of Bright Sky mm -hmm. Ventures, and now they formed their own company, mm -hmm. uh, 13 Ventures. Uh, so what's, what is your, your day like? Uh, you know, when, when you walk in in the morning, mm -hmm. what do you start to focus on? Um, so I'll start with the first question, which was how I met them, I guess. Oh, well, I didn't ask that, but that's a great oh, question. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. you. You get a percentage of this uh, royalties. So I think that's more important yeah, to yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that, life. please. Um, so it was my senior year after my military experience in Korea, um, and I was actively searching for a very special occasions uh, for my uh, job experience. And a friend of mine actually had worked with Katia before, and he recommended me to her. Um, and at the time, Katia and Diego uh, was structuring a new strategy that we're running now and they, were, they needed someone to test it out and to, to model it out to, to see how it's going to happen. So I was there first day, I was ran into the model, right? Excel model right away and um, before I didn't have education you know, modeling but I was there figuring out with uh, Diego, alright what's your strategy, you're thinking alright, blah blah blah. He had a very basic model, like a skeleton of it okay let's make it happen so it took us about three four months almost to complete the whole model mm -hmm. and uh, basically I helped I, I built the whole model um, still ongoing I guess uh, and from there on they and also helped them to to all the strategy wise how, how make it in real life so uh, very high level mm -hmm. um, what does building a model entail? Mm -hmm. What do you have to account for? Right. Mm -hmm. So, so this is what one of a really interesting strategy uh, that wasn't in the market before. Well, maybe there were, but in a very different form. So they needed to see how um, this strategy will, you know, uh, bring a good value to the founders because we're investing in founders. Uh, and how it will bring also return to our investors. Of course. Yes. So in the high level, I was you know uh, modeling out how the cash flow would work uh, when we invest X amount, how much uh, Y amount will come out in you know uh, in some time. 
So I was building um, this model to, to see the overview of the whole strategy. So what, what kind of interest should we uh, propose to the founders? Well, with the right timing that we're gonna go into the market, or with the right amount that we're gonna um, uh, invest in each company? And how many companies should we invest per month or per quarter uh, to, for us to reach the target and to help the founders at the same time. So it was more of a guideline per se, uh, the, all the results and the, all the inputs that we made from the model was, is actually the guideline that, uh, of our whole firm. So if I'm a founder, and now you, your company invests in growth stage companies, mm-hmm. right? Not, not early, so, so they, they have revenue, mm-hmm. uh, does that revenue have to make them uh, cash cash flow positive? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that is that the case? So, we found that uh, during the research, there are a lot of early stage companies we call the emerging emerging brands that has been you know negative in cash flow, mm-hmm. but a very good margin, very good business, um, and there are of course cyclical non cyclical stuff. But we found that they're like they're really good founders, but they couldn't really keep kept with their business just because one uh, the cash need is imminent at that level, um, but not too not too much so that the company can run the business. But three, um, they were they were spending they were basically wasting their time looking for the right capital, than just focusing on their business on growing it. Yes. yes. So okay. Given three problems, what with the solution? So we've been, we have built this strategy to give them growth capital where they don't need to pay like a six to twelve month, right? They they can build their business without concerning anything. We we could give them enough cash so that they don't need uh, additional investor per se. Uh, and three, um, the company, the founders doesn't need to dilute their shares. Uh, uh, while while growing, so so we were combining all these uh, advantages in the market and com- blended into one strategy. So is this model then based on the idea that you're not taking equity? So we or does that vary with the deal? It, it varies, but we essentially uh, purchase this stock warrant, but in the end, company uh, will buy back all the stock warrants. So for the founders. Let's say the company grows, can grow three times in five years, which is pretty easy for the early stage companies. Um, okay, then cost capital or, or cost capital of three times is literally zero. It is equivalent to if they rent for a, a price round. Because you know if you raise equity, that means the investor will have three times value in the end of five years. Um, so okay, if we offer them lower than that, right, given their growth uh, expectation, we run very conservatively, um, then the founder's happy, company's happy, we're happy. And, our and your, your yes. limited partners are so, happy. So yes. we, we are this strategy basically uh, uh, built out to be a win-win strategy for everyone. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's, that's uh, how it will last long-term. Sorry? That's how that's how the model will last long term if all mm-hmm. of the participants feel like they they came out mm-hmm. satisfactorily yeah. or well. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this what we 
before this, well, we're in WeWork, but WeWork incident and other IPO incidents, right? Um, in the beginning of 2019, we were we already knew that every company were overvalued, given their cash flow, given their profitability, very overvalued, and there were too many cash chasing for a good deal. Right. And that that wasn't the original idea of venture capital, because venture capital in the like early 1900s, where it first came, through investors investing in this young company who has a vision, who had a uh, 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 like a, a goal, who had an ambition, um, and these co- these fo- investors invest for the future cash flow, not for IPO or for exit per se. So we okay, this venture capital has to be long term, but at the same time, um, uh, cash flow based and profitability based. Great. So. Um as this model kind of settles in, you'll be evaluating companies against this model. Uh, is that correct? What, mm-hmm. what will you be doing? Uh, mm-hmm. So we, uh, when we were researching, we gathered about thousands of data points in the market, early stage companies, uh, not cap, micro cap, and consumer brands and market to see how their growth has been uh, doing in 2000. Two thousand two now, and uh, how their revenue were doing, how their debt service to revenue were doing, to see what well, with the right target to, you know, basically invest in, and right strategy. And based on that research, we we do check and balance with the real life experiences. So in the end, we we, we actually invested, you know, uh, a lot of companies and. We see their daily operations. We see their numbers. We see a new deals number and compare with our researches and test it out whether it works or not. Actually, it works. But um, <laughs> uh, but when when there's anything that like go against our original thesis, of course we have to amend it. Um, we have to because the world is changing fast. Uh, we we try to uh, uh, match with the current market situation. You're fresh out of college. This mm-hmm. is your first regular job in an right. alternative investments company. So now I'm going to ask you, what do you want to be? Where do you want to be in five years? Mm-hmm. Now, now that you've just started something that you seem to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so, I my 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 goal in five years. Well, five years is pretty short, I think, for for me. Um, it goes quickly, but I guess. I, uh, I want to talk about more about like Korea, right? So I'm from Korea, and I, what I have seen there compared to U.S. market that I've been in, like studying, um, still the inf- infrastructure is very limited. Of course, there are like the old tech and smart people are there, but all the legal part is there, but um, the educations among people are not done yet that can be... So that so that you can offer a more of a safe, more uh, safer sorry safer better investment strategy to uh, to the common people per se. Um, so I think like as a, as a Korean, I think the the best way to Korea to evolve and and to grow and uh, be competitive in the market is not only the cultural stuff is amazing of course, 
both at the same time, it is the country where this financial service can be flourished. This is best ge geological uh, uh, location, political location, everything. So um, to do it, I thought, all right, I'm gonna learn here, I'm gonna develop here, um, and maybe uh, I will I'll find find my own uh, fund or a company here later in five ten years here in the U.S. or back in Korea to help a, a Korea to flourish next 10, 20 years uh, to maybe more competitive right, um, right. than, you know, competitive in American and European dominant finance service. That sounds like a great plan. Yeah. And towards that end, anybody uh, listening who knows uh, people in the Korean consulate here in New York, <laughs> they should get in touch with Terry so that they can start planning. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, any other thoughts before we uh, wrap it up? Yeah, I mean, thank you for your time and thank you for uh, uh, having me here, uh, listening to me. That's um, my final thought. I mean, I think this alternate investment is not really alternate investment anymore. You know, venture capital, private equity, real estate, uh, uh, all those things are too not ubiquitous in the market. It's not yeah. really yeah. alternative well, anymore. Well, at a certain point, they become, mm -hmm. if they work, they become mainstream and they're yeah. no longer alternative. Mm -hmm. So a new alternative has to be created. Yes. It's like modern music or mm -hmm. modern art. Well, modern art from Definitely. 75 years ago isn't modern anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're right. You're right. It's always evolving. It's always evolving. And this finance service also has to adapt to it. So um, I think this alternative investment, being, uh, being a professional or practitioner in the alternative investment is very fascinating thing. Um, I like you know, structuring things. I like changing stuff. I like creativity um, uh, works. So creative works so I yeah I mean art investment is amazing but in the end the thing is uh, people who are not in finance service or doesn't have a deep knowledge in the finance area even even people in finance services doesn't really understand the art investment doesn't appreciate it but I think I hope that in 2020 or uh, uh, following 10 year this art investment become or a big good and uh, shared by everyone. Sure. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, you do make it sound interesting and exciting. <laughs> Infectious. Terry Choi of 13 Ventures, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you.